right, we are back. They're all ball rolling family and slinging the pill family. We are doing a crossover episode. The first time that we've been able to do this, talking a little bit about NFL, a little bit about college football, and uh, mainly the transfer portal. But I'm here today with my one of my best friends, Jeff Tuckett from Slinging the Pill. How you doing today, Jeff? Fantastic, dude. That's good. So we decided to create our own catalog of podcasts. So what does that mean? So pretty much, obviously, the Sling and the Pill is the uh, the OG, the original, and the Sling and the Pill with Jeff and Skyler will be the the head honcho, but we'll have appendages to it, you know, kind of like uh, children podcasts, if you will. And we've adopted uh, uh, Get the Ball Rolling with Tyler Fessler, and we're hoping to get a couple more under our, our belt and... Uh, Start our own little uh, podcasting catalog, if you will. And there we go. Well, uh, for all of you guys uh, that don't know, Slinging the Pill, they, they like to talk about uh, the NFL, NBA. They know their stuff, and so uh, I'm going to be more of college football. Again, we're trying to get one of our other friends to get on, maybe talk a little bit more in-depth on NBA. So if you're following us, follow us on our social media platforms. We're going to be working. Uh, we're all college students. We're trying to make it in this media world, so we're doing pretty good. But today we're going to be talking about the transfer portal, and it is about time that there is some college football news. Uh, the Big 12 commissioner said some interesting things uh, once when he had a meeting this week with the SEC commissioner and the ACC commissioner uh, and the the NCAA board uh, directors of athletics convention. Uh, said some interesting stuff. We're going to get into that. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about player mobility. Uh, what does that do for us uh, in college football? What does it mean for even in the NBA? Stuff like that. So stay tuned. After the ad segment, we will... Get back into this, and we will be ready to go. Okay, there we go. Thanks for the ad segment brought to you by Anchor. Uh, Anchor, it would not. this would not be possible without Anchor uh, and their ability to help us with uh, producing our podcast. So uh, this, this past uh, couple of days, there was a convention with all of the commissioners in college football, the Big 12 commissioner, SEC commissioner, ACC commissioner. They were all there uh, talking about uh, news in college football, what, what's going to be going on with college football this upcoming year, uh, probably getting ready to steer uh, towards uh, just news and stuff like that, going over rules and stuff. And one of the things that have been brought up recently a lot, and like I said, it's about time we finally get some college football news, is the transfer portal. We know that there's a lot of... Uh, Kids that are out there, they're getting ready to transfer, they're moving different schools, and we have a lot of opinions on this here at Get the Ball Rolling and Slinging the Pill, and so we're going to start off with uh, Bob Bowsley's uh, quote, what he said about it. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of true and false and, and overall our opinion on this. So to start off, uh, he told the media that it was a colossal mistake for the NCAA to set different transfer guidelines for different sports. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, men, uh, football, men and women's basketball, baseball, and men's ice hockey transfer must sit out a year unless they apply directly to the NCAA. Uh, he said that was a colossal mistake to do that, that, that no matter what the sport, that you had to sit out uh, exactly a year. Uh, he said that there's a foundational mistake in all of this we ought to see fit. He said he would if he 
if he had his choice, everyone would sit out a year no matter what. And he was a beloved, a beloved dictator. Wow, that's a mouthful. Uh, he said that you can't treat sports differently, that all sports should be treated the same way. So we're going to get into a true-false segment. And I'm going to ask Jeff how he, what he thinks about it. But here we go. Uh, do you agree with what the Big 12 commissioner said regarding should players – have to automatically sit out a year, or should they be eligible to play immediately? Um, well, to answer that question directly, I do agree with him, but just to kind of backtrack a little bit, I think it's interesting that nobody has talked about college football. You know, yeah. I think it's funny that like ESPN, they they have their quotas, and it's NBA and a little bit of NFL right now. Usually, it's a hundred percent NFL. You know, but just a little thing I wanted to touch on is the fact that. Our women are playing in the World Cup right now, yeah. <laughs> and we're like a heavy favorite. You know, we won like what was it, like two in a row or something mm-hmm. like that. And no one ever talks about it. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like our men don't make the World Cup, and it's everything that we're talking about. No one's, yeah, exactly. But there are women win the win cup, World Cup. It's like you know a little niche that they go on for about thirty seconds, and then they're like, okay, Kevin Durant. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So going back to that, I I agree with him that um, these players should wait a year because it's kind of the punishment. You know, you failed. Uh, you, we were talking about some of these players like Kelly Bryant and Jalen Hurts. They uh, lost the position battle and, you know, and they're transferring schools, which is kind of like an easy out. It's the, the shortcut in today's um, society. Um, I think that they should face you know, their losses instead of this society that we live in. And it's like a second chance, fresh start, you know, it's okay. You failed, but don't worry. There's another option kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think we're going to go, I know I've talked a little bit about this, but a lot of it is like generational as millennials uh, in business. I'm, I'm in my business classes and stuff. They say that millennials move jobs more than anybody. Right. And I think that this is just another, this is just a repercussion instead of, I mean, obviously not the business world, but uh, uh, in the sports world, people are moving. They're moving around a lot more than what. I would like – I think you're right. They should face a consequence. They did fail. I mean, Jalen Hurts, if you can't make it at Alabama and you knew Tua Tagovailoa was coming, beat him out. Either beat him out or, or be a good teammate and support him. I think a lot of things go down to loyalty. Where, where's your loyalty to the organization? Where's your loyalty to, to your fellow brothers that are in the trenches, your offensive linemen, <clears throat> your wide receivers, uh, the fans that – they may only be able to go to one Alabama football game a year, and you're just bailing on all of that. Like, there's no there's no unity. There's nothing, and you're just going to implant him into an Oklahoma system that's had a lot of pretty decent quarterbacks in the past, but he's just bailing on it. So I'm with you on that. I don't think that – I mean, a year should be at, at least a year. But the biggest thing about college sports is they're getting a college education as well. I'm not going to compare you know, Oklahoma versus Alabama – as a, uh, on on the education level, but if you're transferring, I mean, think about credits, transferring, everything. It's just a huge, like, I don't even know how to, it's just a huge undertaking that's that I don't think that needs to be be there. I think you should just stay in one place. You should try to beat him out. And you know what? If you beat him out, if you beat out Tua, or if you don't beat out Tua, it does not diminish your draft stock going into the draft. Moving 
Doesn't no, no, no. If you stay, so if so if like Jalen Hurts stayed at Alabama, just because he stayed and he didn't play a couple years, it's not going to hurt his draft stock. He can still go to the combine and stuff like that. Well, for I, I with Jalen Hurts, he's going to go to Oklahoma, and obviously the big the Big Twelve is a quarterback, um, you know, division. When you look at the SEC, the best quarterback to come out of there was I mean, other than like Cam Newton was like the Mannings, the Manning brothers, mm-hmm. but. The SEC is not a good quarterback division, and now he's going over to one of the best. And I think that, especially following two Heisman winners, it's he's not going to look as good. You know, it's not going to exactly. be a good look for him. But that being said, Kelly Bryant might be a different story going oh, yeah. from, from Clemson, because obviously Trevor Lawrence, yeah, to Missouri, yeah, you know, obviously uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the best quarterback prospect we've ever seen. I think he's better than Tua. You know, he's got the bill, he's got the arm, he's going to be the best prospect since Andrew Luck. And uh, for him to transfer might help his draft stock, because if he if he kills it in Missouri as he replaces Drew Locke, you know, that might help. Well, while Jalen Hurts, he's not a, he's not an NFL quarterback anyway. You know, he runs the ball, he was not impressive at Alabama. You know, but I can see how that could help his draft stock yeah. for like Kelly Bryant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think moving to to from Kelly Bryant to Missouri, I think that was a good a good move. But I still think I think you stay, you try to beat him out. I mean, Dabo would have found another way for him to be involved. And if say Trevor Lawrence comes out his junior year, he has to play one more year. He goes out his junior year. Well, mm-hmm. then Kelly, you're just a year older than him. You're a senior. You, you take a redshirt year. I mean, there's options that he could have stayed at Clemson. Jalen Hurts, there were options he could have stayed at Alabama. But anyway, so I guess the bigger question that we're even talking about, and it's interesting that's happening in college sports, is player mobility. So true or false, do you think player mobility is good for sports in general? It depends on what you're thinking of. If you're thinking of ratings in sports, it is positive. If you look at, well, I guess it depends on the dynasty, but the Warriors dynasty has helped the NBA ratings. Um, the Patriots, maybe not. Alabama, no. But player mobility can help ratings. But what it does is it diminishes small markets. We want capitalism. Capitalism, capitalism is perfect economically. Oh, yeah. Capitalism is not appropriate for sports. I agree. Okay, it's not the rich get richer. It's not how it should be. It should be a socialist. It should be a fair ground. And, you know, the Miamis and the LAs, those uh, attractive markets, shouldn't have the upper hand. And that becomes prevalent in player mobility. Like LeBron going to Miami, you know, and Kevin Durant going to Oakland. Um, you, you're going to see a lot of players going to the LA Rams in football. And especially in in college football or college sports and NFL, you know, I think that it's these 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 people moving in football in college football cannot work because they don't get paid. They don't have a hard cap like mm-hmm. the NFL does. Yeah, you know what I mean. Literally, all these good players could just all team up and go to one place. You know, oh yeah, they they can kind of do that in professional sports, but there's a hard cap, and it's going to create dynastic situations, which will be good for the places they go, but everyone else will will reap the the, the negative 
things that happen. Just like what's kind of happening right now at the SEC and the Pac-12 is that all the recruits, the big five-star, four-star recruits are going to the SEC and the ACC, leaving the Pac-12 and you know Mountain West and all these other conferences dry. Their wells are going to be dry. And if you add in player mobility and transferring, that's not going to help anything. No, they're going to be going to the bigger schools. They're all just going to be going to the bigger schools. Exactly. Leaving these smaller schools to, you know, to die, to to wither and die. And I think the best thing, I mean, we're talking about ratings and stuff like that. 2004, University of Utah. uh, 2005, 2006, Texas Christian TCU. uh, 2008, University of Utah. Uh, 2000, what, uh, 16, what, 2017, 2018 UCF. I think that, I mean, you know me and, and my beef with UCF and them claiming the national championship, but I think that what helps college football is when you see a team like the University of Utah did in 2008 where they go undefeated throughout the Mountain West. They beat a TCU team that was really good. They beat uh, a BYU team. I mean, I know BYU struggled in the past really uh but that during that time, they were really good. Utah rivalry, BYU rivalry, big. And now you look at UCF, like these small teams, everybody wants – everyone's cheering for them. I was a huge Auburn fan. Everybody in – I swear, everyone in the, the country that wasn't an Auburn fan was cheering for UCF. Right. And, and so, like, that's what helps. A level playing field is what you, is what you get. Because you we want to see a team like UCF. Can they do it? Can they beat Alabama? Well, right. Yeah, you, you want to see the – the David take down the Goliath. Exactly. That's what people want to watch. But like a these big dynastic teams, um, while they do help ratings the first couple years, they are then followed by fatigue. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happened with the playoffs in general this year. These have been one in the NBA, these have been wonderful playoffs. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. But the ratings have gone down because of the warrior fatigue. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody just assumes they're going to win the championship, which with if they were healthy, they would have, you know. Yeah. Just don't mind, but you know what exactly. I mean? And yeah. that could happen with Alabama and Clemson is nobody – it's become localized. Uh-huh. You know, as people in Utah will we'll watch Utah and BYU. In, in that way, college football still thrives locally. Yeah. But on the national stage, nobody's going to watch – nobody cares if it's mm-hmm. Alabama-Clemson. Because it's always Alabama, Clemson, and yeah. trickled in a little Ohio State, you know, a little Florida State, something like that on the side. But other than that, it's just the, the big powers that are going to continue to to dominate. Exactly. It's like the – like part five, Alabama, Clemson might not be as good as maybe part one, you know, yeah. UCF taking – I mean part one, UCF, Auburn, UCF won. Why can't we get that game again? Oh, I mean that's love what we, that. That's what, that, exactly. And I think that helps the ratings. And if you're starting to transfer, I mean you look mm-hmm. – uh, we've pulled up the transfer portal here and there's a lot of team. there's a lot of guys that are that are – Going to these big these big teams, Florida State, Oklahoma, uh, West Virginia, and and then, like you said, it's starting. They're trying to become a dynasty or like this huge powerhouse where they can team up with their buddies and they can go and see if they can make the run at the national championship. I think Alabama. I mean, recruiting plays a little bit into part of that, but they also are really good at recruiting for transfers. When you get into the transfer portal, I think Nick Saban just says, "Hey, come play for me. We're going to be able to get you, you know, a ring. You're going to be in the national championship game and." But I agree with everything that you said about, you know, I think it needs to be a fair game. Whether you're uh, a team like New Hampshire, 
and uh, you're going to go play North Dakota State, it should be fair. Whether you're a UCF playing Auburn, it should be fair. The love, the grant, the playing ground should be fair. You know, Auburn just can't go out and be like, okay, well, so and so from this school is uh, playing super good. We're going to go pull him. He knows a couple of recruits at his little high school. Pull them. All of a sudden, Auburn's this huge dynasty, and we're trying. I mean, we're going to get sick of that. Right. So I have a question for you. Okay. What makes the NBA so popular and different from other leagues? Uh, I think there's a few things that come to mind with the NBA. Number one, I think uh, the superstar mentality. Uh, I think you think about the, the stars. I mean, you look globally. I don't know how many people would recognize. I mean, maybe Tom Brady, but we'll say Aaron Rodgers. If he goes, you know, say he goes to Mexico or if Aaron Rodgers goes to Africa or Europe, are people really going to recognize him? Right. No, they're, no. Not, they're, not, they're not going to recognize Aaron Rodgers. Right. So the, the players have the power. Yeah, the players have the power. That's, what, that's right? what's impressive. And yeah, exactly. The most popular part of the NBA season is the free agency, which exactly. is going to coming up is July. Uh-huh. And if this continues, I mean, that's a good, good, better, best situation. Uh-huh. That's good. The NFL is great. It's better. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know, statistically, ratings-wise, money-wise, it's better. And that's because if this continues of the player mobility in college football, it's going to turn into the NBA, where exactly. it's just all drama. It's all free agency, you know, comparable. Mm-hmm. But the thing that works is when there's polarity, I mean uh-huh. not polarity, uh parity. Parity. When there's yeah. parity, okay? The NFL is key in parity. Oh yeah. And if this this is going to destroy parity, uh-huh. which doesn't really exist anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just going to be worse and it's going to become the NBA where people are going to follow players and not commit to their schools. Commit to their schools. Or exactly. the NFL, you know, if Antonio Brown leaves my team, I still love my team. I don't follow Antonio Brown. You're not going to be a Raiders fan. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> Heck no. But in NBA, if, if LeBron leaves the Cavs and goes to the Lakers, I'm going to become a Lakers fan. Oh, yeah. And so that's what's going to happen here in, in college football is I'm going to become a Kelly Bryant fan in Clemson, you know? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's, that hasn't happened going, yet. Yeah. But it's it's, it's the, the birth of something that's... It's the seeds. Yes. If you know what I'm, if you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. I think you, yeah. But I think, and, and college football is so much more intimate, I think. I mean, like the NBA, like there's these, I mean, you think about it, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota. You, you think about like uh, the uh, Idaho. They don't have NBA teams. They don't have anything. Right. What they have is Idaho Vandals football, Idaho State Bengals. They have Montana, Montana State. Yeah. They, they, that's all they got. They have North Dakota State football. No wonder they're so good because they only have North Dakota and North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more intimate and people don't want they don't want to see their team become lesser uh, because people are moving around i i, I completely agree mm-hmm. uh, on that part uh so we're going to be talking a little bit uh do you think overall and i know you brought up a really interesting point when we were prepping for this but do you think that transfer players they make a difference because we're talking about this and we're saying that oh well okay kelly bryant goes there what about if he he just does go seven and five in the past, do you think that they've made a difference or an impact? Um, there's not a lot of situations where they made a big difference because I think the main reason is there's a, there's a core, there's a reason why they transferred in the first place. Whether they got in trouble, whether they weren't good enough and they lost the position battle. Mm-hmm. So I'd say generally they don't make a big difference on their new team because they didn't make a difference on their team originally. Uh-huh. But obviously there's some outliers to that, like Cam Newton, 
who got in trouble in Florida and transferred to Auburn and may have had the best, you know, uh, single season by a quarterback that I've ever seen. I think ever, in my personal opinion, uh, for a quarterback, maybe Tim Tebow was one of the best performances I've ever seen in a single season, and that exactly. be, that came from a transfer. <laughs> but like I said, that's an outlier in, in this situation. Exactly, and I thought, and I brought up Shea Patterson at uh, University of Michigan, and I mean before they, Michigan for a long time they've struggled. I mean to find quarterbacks. Uh, Denard Robinson was the, their guy for a little while. It's and, been a while since Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. I mean, like yeah, Chad Henney. That was he was all right, and yeah. he had like John Navarre. I just know that because my dad followed him more so than like anybody really knows him. So mission kind of goes through a phase where they finally get Shea Patterson, blue chip recruit, comes transfers from Ole Miss, and in his first season, I mean, he wins ten games, he does good, but he he can't beat Notre Dame and he can't beat Ohio State, which are big rivals, right? And what did he prove? Why, why why was he just given the reins, the keys to the kingdom when you have a guy like Dylan McCaffrey uh, who came on as a freshman? Uh, I believe he even redshirted. He's taken his time. And maybe it's part of the grooming process. But just, he's walked in. They push Brandon Peters aside. They push McCaffrey aside. They said, Shay, you've got the keys to the kingdom. But he doesn't – I mean he wasn't – in in the fall, he was at Ole Miss – he took a semester off. I mean, he was taking classes, but he didn't. He couldn't practice because they were waiting for his his results. If he could play, like where where's the loyalty? Why give him the keys to the kingdom? You know. I agree. I think it really comes down to commitment. Mm-hmm. To and it's not in relationships. You look at people now. There's no, you know. There's not a lot of like relationships. It's more like hey, like let's hang out, and you have a bunch of like side girls on the side. You uh-huh. know? Yeah. When <laughs> this is kind of like this, they got a one foot in. You know, Alabama and one foot out. And that's just not the way it should be. You look at all sports. I mean, even look at the old NBA when you had, you know, Michael Jordan that stuck with the Bulls, you know, for the most part. Yeah. You know, you had these teams where they they stuck with their team, the Dirk Nowitzki, the Kobe Bryant. And that's the loyalty and commitment that's kind of old school. And it's like Mike, Mike Gundy, the coach for Oklahoma State. When he was asked about the same topic in transfers, he called the the transfers snowflakes because they – when life gets hard, you just move on. Mm-hmm. You know? The per- perfect example is Kevin Durant. He was mm-hmm. he was playing great. He was successful. He had good teammates. Up 3-1. Up 3-1, right? Things got hard, and he snowflaked out and picked the easy road. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what these transfers are doing. Yeah, exactly. I think I, – I, I, I agree – more and more with that i think you know mike gundy has some good quotes and i oh, think that's one of my favorite ones no. that one and uh, the one he rants about him being a man Man, i'm a man and i'm 40 <laughs> but anyway that's my best mike gundy impression well, not too bad <laughs> terrible <laughs> uh, terrible yeah i think i think i think you're right i don't like again i just want to f- play i want a fair playing field for everything i i mean obviously i'm a university of utah fan i like i have a lot of teams that i like and i follow and i want I want to see those teams, even a team uh, like Georgia Southern or Georgia State or Marshall, Western Kentucky. I mean, I can go on with all the, you know, the MAC, the CUSA, the Sunbelt schools. I want to see those schools succeed just as much as I want to see my top Power 5 teams succeed as well. Right, and that's for, this could be a, for a, a whole other discussion, but one of the main reasons, not just transferring, that that could never be a reality is because of the format of the playoff. Yeah, well, in, that would be another discussion. Yeah, that's for another time. But 
with that being said, I mean, we look at us being a Utah fan and, you know, the prize thing that we could ever possibly receive is like a Pac-12 championship, yeah. maybe a maybe like a Rose Bowl bid kind of thing. But that's going to be the height of what we get yeah. because of not only the playoff being unreasonable, but because of these transfers and because of recruiting at the same time. Uh-huh. Because it's too, like I said, not capitalistic. Where, well, it's yeah. too capitalistic. Yeah. Yeah, like it's uh, when you sign on. I mean, I love, like you said, I love the University of Utah, but that realistically, I mean, recruiting wise, Utah's killing it in the state. BYU's an independent Utah State place in the Mountain West. So if you're good enough, you're going to be going to the University of Utah, but that's your ceiling. And yeah. I think that's what we're doing to, to everyone outside of like the SEC. The Big Ten and the A and the ACC. I mean, people are going to say, "Well, win and get in, right? You mm-hmm. win, it, you you get in." And Notre Dame is the weird outlier. But outside of those three conferences, there hasn't. Well, I guess the Big Twelve with Oklahoma. But outside of like the top schools that have been in the playoff over and over again, that they have a, they have a ceiling and they can only reach that ceiling. Right, and that's why I mean, contrary to what you probably believe about UCF, mm-hmm. that's why people loved UCF. Yeah, because they were that glimmer of hope for their schools. Oh yeah, you know they were that Cinderella, that David that was going to take down Goliath, and that's what ratings need. You know, uh-huh. that's what ratings need is a David taking down Goliath. That's why in uh, March Madness. You know, if if just the good teams won every year, no one would ever watch March Madness. You know, yeah. it's the Cinderella stories that really attract and gravitate people to their TVs. That's what makes sports sports. Right. There's, exactly. There's a little bit of that. You know, the George Mason making the run. Exactly. BCU, Wichita State. I got yeah. that. Yeah. Because it seems magical. You know, it seems like something out of a movie. You know what's nothing out of a movie? Watching Alabama play Clemson every single year. Yeah, that's they nothing need, magical they need to about make a movie. that. Make a movie and just call it like part five and how they prepare for one another. You know, they're always they're always these do a documentary. <laughs> They'll probably do like a thirty for 30 20 years from now when you look back at it when they're still playing each other. <laughs> do a documentary. All right, boys, this time we got to take on Clemson. Oh, at wow. least I feel like Alabama is about to be dethroned. I I, I think I think Clemson. It's which right now is a more likable team just because they're the newcomer. Oh, yeah. But I don't see anyone beating either of those teams. Uh, not schedule-wise. I mean, like, you, you have a couple of teams that might be able to make a run at it. I mean, I think Jimbo and A&M, I think if there's anyone that can take on Saban coaching-wise, pound for pound, that's going to be Jimbo Fisher. And so when, you, when you're talking about it, and, you know, Ed Orijon from LSU and you like Gus Malazan from Auburn, those are all on the same side of the conference, and they're all attacking Alabama. And so, V, I think you're right. I think it's coming to an end. I think Saban will get out before it comes crashing I mean, he's down. A, he's an old guy, too. I know. He's an old man. You think eventually he's going to get out of Dodge, you know? Yeah, I think, I think it's coming. But here, this is what I've got to say. I... I Kind of a hot take here. Nick Saban is not impressive. <laughs> you know, take away his rings. He's a fraud, okay? He went to Miami. Fraud. He went to the Dolphins, okay? Yeah. He's a great recruiter. Wonderful. That's the difference between professional and collegiate sports is that you can – I mean, he's not a terrible coach, obviously. No, no, no. But yeah. it's his recruiting. 
That brings in the good players, which play good under his system. Well, exactly. And if you look at Saban, uh, historically, he he had he pl- he coached at Toledo, the mm. the rocket the rocket ships rocket for ships. one for one year, and then he's been in in uh, in a Power Five conference at Michigan State, LSU. Uh, he did have a free stint with Miami, and then back at Al- uh, Alabama. And it's really not. I mean, once you get into those big programs, you're it's more recruiting, like you said. It's not as much as you know, I think as much as I don't – and for the record, it's not that I don't like UCF. It's just I don't like them calling themselves national champions. Right, that's, that's the only totally thing that, that, that bothers me because I think, you know, you look at uni- the University of Utah, just, you know, me being a Utah pride. Like in 2008, we didn't have a parade saying we were the national champions. We did eventually get a trophy. Not a trophy, but we got – Recognized title. afterwards. Right. Yeah, but we went undefeated. We beat Alabama before, the you know, the Saban thing really took off, what, his second year, I think. Yeah. But I just we didn't call ourselves. We were happy with the year, and we wanted Florida, but it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, obviously they took it a tad too far. A little bit, yeah. But I can I can sense their their concern. I can sense their frustration because oh, yeah. they were not given a fair chance. They weren't given the chance. Yeah, like if especially because McKenzie went down and broke his leg, they Snap wouldn't have it. they wouldn't have done very well in the playoff anyway. Mm-hmm. But they deserved a chance. Yeah, just, you know to, just I mean? to see it. Because yeah. we'll never know. Like you always tell me, we yeah, never like, know. We never know. I mean, sure, it could have been like, I mean, Notre Dame, as much as I don't like Notre Dame, they earned the right yeah, well, yeah, to be in good. that tournament. Uh-huh. They got smashed and it was terrible. Yeah. But they deserved to be there. Uh-huh. So I think UCF deserved to be there. And if not, there has to be some system that if you go undefeated, you know, there has to be some system. Yeah. Have them prove yourself. Notre Dame was undefeated. They just got the automatic bid. They were just. Right. I mean, like, yeah, right you, you look you look at the March Madness. I mean, sure, it's a long, long, long shot for a one seed to lose to a sixteen seed. But as we it know, happened. it happened. You know, we yeah. watched Virginia lose. Got and USNBC. We did get for pizza out of that. <laughs> and USNBC. I mean, they they what? They won like they lost in the next round. Next round, that? yeah. Right, but lost they had their glory. They had their chance, and they they won. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they earned it. Mm-hmm. And Virginia looked past them and did not. Exactly. And that's what we need is they just need to – that's what sports are all about uh-huh. is earning that spot and getting a chance to be on that big stage. Exactly. All right. So just to kind of finish up our, our thoughts, I want to ask Jeff what he thinks. He's kind of already hinted at Jalen Hurts, but we have some big names moving, playing immediately. We have Kelly Bryant. Uh, we're just going to talk more so about quarterbacks here. Alex Hornibach. Horny Brook, sorry, Horny Back, huh? Horny Brook, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, Josh Jackson. Do you see any of these guys making a difference this upcoming season? The one that really catches my eye is Kelly Bryant. I was never super impressed with is Justin Fields out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I think that you know he can really make a difference at Ohio State. Sure. Urban Meyer is gone, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's kind of a mystery on what they're going to do without him because, you know, side note, I think he's one of the greatest college f- football coaches of all time mm-hmm. because of what he did in different places and immediately made a difference. Oh, yeah. Um, but I thought whenever I watched Justin Fields play, he did amazing yeah. for Georgia. But you can't, well, you can't fault Georgia for starting their guy either, you know? Right, for Jake Fromm yeah. is Jake Fromm is a better Fromm's quarterback. Guy, yeah. Well, I'm, we, I actually don't know that for sure. Well, we'll see this year. I think that we'll know 
maybe give Justin Fields one or two, you know another year after this. I'm not gonna well, especially bury him. with a new a new coach, a new system, and right? But I feel like Justin Fields will be a solid piece. I think that Alex Hornibrook is a waste of space. I'm sorry, <laughs> he's been in Wisconsin with feels like for a thousand years, and you know what? They're a running team, like. You think the play action would be open for him to throw passes, and he just threw him right by. Well, and, and personally, I think you know, Alex Hornibrook, he's going to go into a Willie Taggart offense, which is a big offense, throw the ball literally all over the place, and we'll Side see. Note, Willie Taggart fraud. <laughs> all right. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Side note. Uh, so, I mean, he's going into this offense where it's going to be big offense, throwing the ball. So, I guess we'll we'll, we'll know within like the first three games if he's. If he was actually really good, or he's I don't think Alex Hornibrook was ever really good. No, he had, I mean, he had like he the had best it. offensive line. That's what Wisconsin's all about: is those hogballing, big, white offensive linemen. Yeah. All right, just a couple more names that we wanted to throw out. We got, <laughs> we got uh, Mitch McNutt from Mitch Illinois. McNutt. He's, he's my guy. He's undecided. Has he doesn't not. Know. He doesn't know. He was at Illinois. Uh, with my boy Lovey Smith, uh, Tampa mm. Bay old Tampa Bay coach, uh, McNutt's boy. getting out of getting out of Dodge. Uh, we are uh, we also have a, a man that's really near and dear to my heart, Charlie Fessler. Uh, no relation, but when you wear that last name, no relation. Sorry, <laughs> when you're wearing that last name, you got to be a little proud, you know. He's he's at Richmond now, and uh, I'm at Dixie State, so we got two Fesslers playing or doing stuff collegiately. Like Richmond, so. like off of Coach Carter. No, I said like the spiders. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Rich what? Rich man. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know who Charlie Fessler or Mitch McNutt is. I don't know, but they're my guys. They're going through them. Sounds uh, like uh, like a Peanuts you'd get at McDonald's. McNutt, get yourself Mitch a McNutt. Mc, Ooh, there McNutt. we go. Eli Wolf going oh, to Georgia. Wolfmeister. Mm. All right. Awesome. <laughs> R.J. Uh, Proctor. Oh, we got Bill Kuduk. <laughs> going to Kent a lot of, State. A lot of big names. A lot of huge names. R.J. Proctor. Got some good ones. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's the transfer portal. There it is. So there you go, guys. Go. That's our little, uh, that's our take on the transfer situation. Uh, happy to have Jeff come on, get the ball rolling, and yeah. also me being on Slinging the Pill with Jeff and Skyler. So stay tuned. A lot of fun things up ahead. Again, follow us on the social media platforms. And I tell your family, tell your friends. Uh, subscribe, unsubscribe, then resubscribe. Mm-hmm. Give us some, give us some love. So, thank you guys, and uh, keep the ball rolling and sling and that sling, pill. Sling the pill, baby. <laughs>